Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today, I thought we would talk about an email that I received. I told the gal, I says, I just simply don't have time to address this in an email. And I certainly don't have time for phone calls lately. I'm so sorry, folks, because I've just been putting everyone off. But this is a, she had some really good questions, and she has been listening to my podcast, so I thought I would at least respect her questions. And you know what? Answer them on the next podcast. (laughs) So here goes. Uh, I'm going to kind of break this down, and hopefully we're just going to talk about it and explain it as we go through. She said that she has an injury of five years ago that she had sprained her ankle, that it swells on occasion, especially when she's on her feet too long. She's done some physical therapy, and she has been to the chiropractor to correct it, but nothing has worked. She says that she would like to try the famous five homeopathic remedies that she heard me talk about in podcast on injury, and she was also interested in the essential oils that I talked about. So if we keep going down, she said that she was immunized as a child. She's actually quite healthy, 45 years old. She exercises regularly, and she hasn't been to the doctor for a while. But she thinks maybe she should go ahead and detox from the immunizations so that the homeopathic remedies would work better or work at all. And so she's asking for my advice on that. Can she go ahead and start the homeopathic remedies before doing the detox, or will they work without doing the detox? that I talk about all the time on our our shows. She says she also wants me to explain a few more things, and we'll get to that at the end. Okay, first of all, when we're talking about any kind of injury, arnica, 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 okay? And she mentions that her ankle swells when she's on her feet too long. Whenever you have a swelling due to an injury, we always think of bryonia, especially if it's a joint, okay? We think we have watery swelling, which can be an apis issue, but this was a joint, so we think of bryonia. And she has been to the chiropractor to correct her ankle, that, but it hasn't worked. So, first of all, when we're dealing with old injuries, possibly our potency could be a little bit different, okay? Remember when I talked about having my broken leg? Well, whether you remember it or not. Okay, I'll just tell you the whole story. (laughs) That way, you get the graphic picture. Because it was really quite interesting. Like I said, I've told this story before, but it doesn't hurt to reiterate. Because we're always having somebody in our family get injured, right? You know, whether it's a sprained ankle, or a broken bone, or even just a hairline fracture, or extended tendons that hurt tremendously. Homeopathy heals so much quicker. You will have a 70% quicker healing rate if you use homeopathy. Then you nourish the muscles, bones, and tendons with essential oils, and that helps even more. So I was one year out from having fallen. Remember I told you I, I fainted in the middle of the night, broke four ribs, ruptured my spleen. I almost died. I took my medical records, and I went to a natural doctor 
and I was using homeopathy and whatnot and so forth. And I was building my immune system, and I was getting better. So, but a year out, I was out ice skating with the kids, and I was just trying to think. I must have been about forty-three at this point. I was ice skating, and it was the most beautiful, beautiful January day you ever seen in your life. It was January second, I believe it was. The ice was like just like silk, and. So I was getting ready to go, and I says, oh, kids, just a few more minutes. So I went out, and I was just skating just smoothly, and I hit a little crack in the ice. Toe pick. (laughs) I crumpled. I actually, when I fell, I was laying on my right leg, and I had hit the top of my head on the ice behind me. That's how I crumpled when I hit. It was ridiculous. I was so embarrassed. My seven-year-old was with me, I think it was. And I said, quick, go get the other kids and bring a chair. <laughs> I knew I'd never get off the middle of that lake. So here she she went to get the kids. They came out with the chair. By this time, I had wrestled my boot off because I knew that was stupid. I knew I should leave it laced up because I felt it break. But, you know, being in pain, you just, <laughs> I took my boot off. And so the kids got there. I sat in the chair. I says, push mommy off the lake. We got, they got me to the shore. And as it turns out, my dad, their grandpa was in the fish house. They said, don't tell grandpa, just let's get in the car. So they hobbled me off. I hopped up the shore bank and I got in the car. I says, kids, we have to hurry because I don't know how long mommy's going to last. And you know, cause you just kind of feel that nausea thing coming on. And I just didn't know if I'd be able to drive the four miles home, but I did. And I says, as soon as we get home, get the Arnica and get me a pair of crutches. And as it turned out, I just completely broke the fibula. It was nice, clean break, sticking out the side of my leg, but it it was good. Okay. Went to the doctor. The doctor said it. Um, My knee was extremely damaged as it well, but they said, we'll have to worry about the knee after we get this leg taken care of. But the knee was super huge. So anyway, got the cast set and six days later and I braced my knee because every time that weight of that leg pulled on that knee oh the pain so I braced the knee to hold that in place and then I went to the hospital because my grandson was born and on the way home I was trying to go back up the stairs and I kind of lost my balance and I hit my cast on the step and I rebroke my leg inside the cast after nine days because it had gotten loose I should have actually had a new cast put on it anyway called the doctor laid around until I could get in the next morning. They cut the cast off. It, it was a ridiculous fiasco. And the doctor said, oh, it's all healed up. I said, no, lady, I told you I rebroke it. And she said, no, 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 it looks good. She re-x-rayed it, and the x-ray technician is like, oh, my gosh, what'd you do? Because my foot was like a big bowl of jelly. It was just, it was disgusting. I told him, I says, I rebroke my leg. And so doctor insisted it was completely healed up, and she tried to put my shoe on, and I said, Doc, I told you I rebroke it. She says, no, it looks good. She goes, well, how are you going to get out of here? I said, the same way I came in on crutches. <laughs> so I went home, and I couldn't get in to the foot and ankle specialist until the following Monday. So I basically just laid on my stomach and helped put my feet up on the, my foot up on the pillows. And when I got to the next doctor Monday morning, he said, I had taken my x-rays with me. He said, oh, my gosh, you should have had surgery last week. He said, your foot is 49.5% off your ankle. You know, it's my foot had fallen off my leg. <laughs> it was just, by this time, it was a super dark, dark purple. And there was actually parts of it that were like hues of black, you know. So he reset it enough to put it in a cast till Thursday, till surgery. I had surgery, had a plate and 10 screws put in. And then I went through the next three months of the leg in the cast and then the walking shoe and all this good stuff. He finally got everything done. 
and he took off my final walk-in shoe. And this, now mind you, this is a doctor who studied all over the world. He's a fantastic osteo doctor. And he said, Sue, I just want to tell you, he said, that you will never get full range of motion in that foot. And he says, and you will have arthritis within a few months, not a few years. He said the damage is extensive. And he says, there's just nothing more we could have done. And he said, and I, what? And I said, what about the knee? And he says, yes, we'll have to have surgery on that knee too. He says, because all of, all of those muscles and tendons, he says, have been overextended and we'll just have to, you know, tuck them in and tighten them up. He says, but you're going to have to go down to the hall to a knee specialist for that. And I said, oh my gosh. So here I am, 43 years old. They just told me I'm going to be have arthritis within a few months. So I went home, and a friend of mine was into essential oils, and I had been using the homeopathic remedies. Now, remember, when you have an injury that's this extensive, you want to use the really low potencies. And I used 30X and 12X for my injuries. So I was literally taking what I call now the famous five for my the tendons and my bone healing of my leg and my knee of these remedies. And like I said, I the doctor was it was amazing because at my age and with my health history for the past three years with you know like I said my immune system was so shot and my bones were still like bird bones because they were just hollow because I had been so sick for so long and didn't even know it so I started taking the arnica the hypericum for pain rutagrav for those extended tendons bryonia and rustox today for a broken bone I would also add symphytum at that time I wasn't using it but I would today for a broken bone. Okay, for sprains and injury that way, I would. you can still add the symphytum. It's amazing because it's comfrey. You take it in a low potency, your body reads it very medicinally. It's amazing. So a friend of mine was into essential oils, and she gave me a dose of sandalwood. And I couldn't believe it. It was amazing if you can afford sandalwood. But it's, it's very hard to get a hold of. It's so expensive. It's not realistic to use for organic just this type of injury that I had so I started using spruce fir and lemongrass I would put them in the care I would just drop them into the carrier oil and spread them on my knee and my ankle throughout the day I ended up getting Oremus sprain injury cream and that's what I ended up using later so it was just the ease of using it carrying it around it was amazing how I just started healing I would go to a physical therapy the physical therapist is like oh my gosh what are you doing and I would tell him everything I'm doing. But I got to a point where I just felt like I wasn't healing anymore. I, and I told my husband, I said, this word keeps coming to my mind and it's blockage. So I just typed into the internet one day, blockage, injury, and I came up with acupuncture as a treatment. And I, I didn't know anything about acupuncture at the time. But I says, honey, can I just make, can I call down to the clinic and see if they can find me an acupuncturist? And he said, okay. So I went down there for three treatments. The first treatment, I didn't notice anything. It was just four simple needles in my leg. The second treatment, two days later, I was able to actually use my foot in a pedal fashion to drive home because up until that point, my foot was like a club. I could walk on it. The pain was getting better. I was able to start flexing it a little bit towards me and a little bit down, but I couldn't really use it and count on it. But I actually was able to use my foot on the way home from that second acupuncture treatment for driving. I got home. I went back two days later for my next appointment. I didn't notice anything then either, but from I started zooming as far as healing. Within months, I had full range of motion back in my ankle. I never did have to have knee surgery, by the way, because the remedies worked so completely. And even to this day, I forget I had surgery. I did end up having my ankle plate um, and screws taken out that fall because I kept bumping it, which was, to me, quite painful. 
and the doctor said that, yeah, just have him out then. So I had him out, and I've, like I said, I, I forget I had a broken leg. And when people ask me questions about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's amazing. It's been um, 9, 11 years, I think 11 years now. And like I said, I, I, I walk and I sprint. I ride trike. I do all these physical things almost every single day. And I don't even remember that I had a broken leg. So I have no residual effects in my ankle whatsoever. So that was my story. It's amazing how you can heal. I've had people ask me about, I have a weak ankles, I sprain my ankle, and now it's just always bothering me. And I said, Calfos, amazingly enough, Calcara Carbonicum or Calfos, either one of those are excellent for helping to strengthen the ankles. Calcarb is famous for strengthening weak ankles. So you can go ahead and take that. 30C is where I'd start. You can go up to a 200C depending on the vitality. So that's more of a constitutional thing. So people with weak ankles, you know, can always look at those Calcara remedies. That's C-A-L-C. And so just, you know, don't hesitate to take those because it's amazing how the body will just begin to strengthen and just kind of shed that constitutional weakness. And then also those famous five, the Arnica, Bryonia, Hypericum, Rustox, Rudigrav, and throw in Symphytum as a sympathetic six, okay? <laughs> anyway, you can use those homeopathic remedies, but if it's a really old injury, like this gal here is it's five years old, bump that up to a 30C because you're no longer really super organic at this point. You're going to need something your body reads more homeopathically. So you can bump it up to, like I say, a 6C or a 30C to help that healing process. And again, homeopathy, you take it when you have the symptoms. You don't, you can't expect your body to start healing if it doesn't know what it's trying to heal from. You have a symptom of swelling or weak ankle, take the remedies. But don't take it in advance. You see what I'm saying? And don't take it for a super long time. Because if you don't need it, don't take it. But if you're having a problem, acutely take it. And also, the oils... Again, all these oils that I talk about are very safe to use and they will not cancel the homeopathic remedies, but you can't use them at the exact same time. If you plan to use them at the exact same time, I tell people make a water dilution. Put your homeopathic remedy in a bottle of water or a jar of water, put it in the refrigerator so you can keep it for up to 30 days and then you can use the oils and you're not going to cancel them. You're not going to cancel your homeopathic remedy when it's in the water because it protects it. It seals it in. It's not going to cancel. So like if I have a sick kid, remember I've told you about this, put the remedy in a bottle of water, give it to them, and use the essential oils. Use the oils on their feet, their chest, their back, the lymph node area, their forehead, behind their neck. All these oils nourish and help to strengthen the, the body so that it may heal easier and quicker. And I used those, I actually, like I say, I combined the essential oils lemongrass, fir, and spruce together, and I put them on two to three times every single day. It was my regiment, and like I said, I, I just healed up, and even if, even in my 40s, I was able to heal very quickly and completely, and today, I don't worry about hurting myself. I feel much stronger than I did 15 years ago, and so I really, really hope that answers your question and solidifies the fact that you, you can heal, okay? Don't be afraid to 
seek out the help of an acupuncturist because a lot of times with the type of injury that I had, it can be so damaged that, you know, those pathways, the nerve endings, all these different pathways for circulation and the function of the body can be so damaged that an acupuncturist can be extremely helpful in a situation like that. Or if it's a different joint or back, you know, I go to a chiropractor on occasion. Like I had thrown my hip out again. (laughs) I tend to do that when I'm stressed out. It started when I was riding horse, a horse that wanted to back me down in a ditch and rear me off. Oh, that horse, I was so mad at her. So I rode her to town for my daughter who was younger because she kept trying to back down in the ditch and rear up to get me off. I didn't put my feet in the stirrups. Well, I wasn't really used to riding anymore. And so I would let my let my feet kind of hang out so I was trotting. And then the goofy horse would just stop back down in the ditch. So I'd give her a kicker or whatnot and so forth. But anyway, by the time I got to town, my back was hurting so bad. As it turned out, it was really my hip was out of place. <laughs> Anyway, my friends helped me pop it back in. It was that was kind of fun. We was up to the cabin and they we got it back in. But after that, my son-in-law would help me. He would just do a little maneuver with my leg and he'd help me. And um, he did show me since then how to do some exercises to just to kind of put it back in place myself. But I have gone to the chiropractor one time to help me get that hip back in because I was unable to do it myself. And I know I have to do specific exercises to keep those hip and joints and back muscles all really strong and that's really it only takes a few minutes a day but you know what <laughs> specific exercises are kind of hard to do every day to keep yourself strong and then when you're stressed out you'll go a few days and you won't be doing those exercises and lo and behold you're gonna have something come up and oh my back what I do nothing <laughs> you're just stressed out so it it worked its way out just don't hesitate to use those remedies because they do work It's really a lot of fun when you can put everything together and get it working again. Okay, as far as the immunizations go, I'm willing to address that because, yes, I believe if you've done what I've asked and you've looked up Compton Burnett's book of 1903 called Vaccinosis and its Cure by Thuya, you understand that any time your body has been immunized, it goes into, immediately it goes into suppression mode. And so from there, depending on how susceptible you were, and to the immunizations that you had some people aren't that susceptible and it doesn't it their bodies don't work so hard to suppress stuff other people are extremely susceptible and their bodies go into such a deep suppression that it doesn't ever want to let things heal so I tell everybody you know like if you're going to do it in your family just everyone in the family do the cleanup and we talked about that the thui and the nat self cleanup just do it some people will have symptoms, you know, that come up and, oh my gosh, I remember that headache. Oh my goodness, I remember that sore throat. Oh my goodness, I remember when my spleen hurt or when I got that broken rib or anything. They're going to have little just quickens of memory of that issue that they completely forgot about. I just had a lady call me and she said, okay, Sue, I was doing the cleanup and the first week I didn't notice anything and I'm like, oh, this isn't working. So I took the week off and she said, boy, did I get whammied the next time. What should I do? She said, I had meningitis once and now I have such a headache I can hardly stand it. What do I do? She goes, is there some other remedy I should take? I said, no. First of all, when you have an aggravation, you stop taking the remedy and you do, you take the thui and the nat self in fourth dilution to slow down the healing process because an aggravation is what? It just simply means that the body is trying to heal quicker than the vitality can let it heal. So an aggravation 
is you just you don't want to see anything more than basically a memory coming back because the body brings back that disease state and gets rid of it naturally. And all you're going to feel is just basically the memory of that. Oh, I remember that, and then it'll be gone. Literally within minutes, it'll be gone. But if it isn't gone within minutes, then for whatever reason, the vitality isn't strong enough to get rid of it quickly. And so now your body's trying to heal too quick. So slow it down. And by that, we just take a pint of water. I put one or two pellets of the thuya in it, mark the jar clearly in distilled water, and take the nat self. You can do the nat self. It's usually the thuya that causes the aggravation. One time I seen, I had a young lady tell me it was the nat self that she was having the aggravation from. So just do both jars, right? One cup of water, take a pint jar, put one cup of water in it, one or two pellets, put the lid on, succuss it firmly, dump all of that water out except one teaspoon, fill it back to the one cup mark, Put the lid on, succuss it firmly, dump all of it out but one teaspoon, fill it back up to the one cup mark, now this is always with distilled water, succuss it firmly, dump it all back, all out but one teaspoon, fill it back up to the one cup mark, and that is your fourth dilution. One time there was a young lady who had to go to fifth dilution because her migraine was so severe. And she said she just couldn't get rid of it with that fourth dilution, and she was lying down, and she said it was like, her guardian angel said, go fifth dilution. So she did, and the fifth dilution, one teaspoon doses, took care of her pain, and it went away. So just be aware of the fact that if, depending on how deep that suppression is and how sensitive the person is, those water dilutions will slow, it won't stop the curing process and the healing process, but it will slow it down so that the vitality can catch up. So we do that fourth dilution with the thuya and nat self. And what you do is you take the one teaspoon doses of liquid, clean spoon every time. You can just dip it out, succuss in between doses. One teaspoon doses every five to 15 minutes until it slows down and then stop taking it. Then you quit taking the thuya and nat self for five to eight days after all aggravation has ceased. And then you continue again. And you do this, like you say, I'm looking at the protocol in my book, the thuya and nat self protocol. It's on page 187, I believe. Anyway, you do this until you have no more aggravations. It can take up to two months. One week on, you know, anywhere from two days to one week on the Thuyanet self, and then that much time off after all aggravation has ceased. And then you go on it again and go off it again. And like I said, depending on the depth of the suppression, it can take up to two months to get through this protocol to completely rid the body of that deep, deep, deep immunized suppression, then yes, all the remedies will work really well for you when you take them to heal yourself. So it's it's amazing. We don't even think about the fact that once we've had immunizations, our bodies are in, in suppression mode. And so that's why it's really hard to heal completely from anything because all, it, all your body wants to do is just shove it into that same immunization, that same suppressed holding cell. And it just wants to lock it away and pretend it's not there. We need to empty that cell. We need to get rid of that so that the body is not in suppression mode, that it's vital and it's healed and it's it's strong again. And yes, even with, you know, the ankle, it, the body can only do one thing at a time. You know, so I tell people, they say, oh, I can multitask. You know, I'm like, you're not being successful at it, okay? <laughs> And your body cannot multitask while it's trying to heal. But we'll, if someone sits down and tells you, oh, I have a headache, that's the only thing they have at that moment. 
Okay, they're not going to say, I have a headache and a backache. You know what I mean? They might sit down and say, oh, I ache all over. Okay, that's sheer exhaustion. But the point is that the body throws out symptoms one at a time. It heals one symptom at a time. And it can only do one thing at a time. So that's why when we eat our meals, we should sit down, relax, eat our meal, so that our body can actually digest that food more easily. Because it can only do one thing at a time. (laughs) Okay, reminds me of that movie, Love Comes Softly. I love that movie. Oh my goodness. The little girl, she had one dress. Yeah, she had one dress. And the lady that came in to help take care of her and teach her to read, she had a whole trunk full of dresses and the little girl says I don't know why you need more than just one dress because you can only wear one dress at a time <laughs> I just love that okay so I hope that really answers your questions as far as healing sprains and injuries broken bones symphytum is essential to broken bones and old injuries just up your potency a little bit and use the same protocol because that's what heals us okay as far as my book, she asked me to explain some other things. She said, at the end of each remedy, you have things that say like antidote to, antidoted by, compatible, complementary, followed well by, and follows well. So I'll explain those. Those are old terms. They're in all the old books. And by that, I mean, in a way, when Hahnemann came up with like cures like, he also knew that there were certain elements that were not compatible. There were certain elements that were going to cancel each other out. For instance, we talk about camphor. Camphor cancels 90% of all the remedies at the get-go. Okay, you can't use any camphorated essential oils. You can't use camphor, the essential, the homeopathic remedy camphor. That will cancel remedies. Okay, so a lot of times a homeopath will take a case and they'll find out that their, their client has been on numerous remedies so they want to wipe that slate clean. They want to start fresh. So they'll give that, they'll give their client a camphor 200 homeopathic remedy. And then they'll wait a period of time before they begin any other treatment. That way, they're starting with a clean slate. So that's very common. So like I'm telling you, camphor will cancel. So when you're seeing antidote 2, think about the word antidote. So I'm saying I'm talking about any particular remedy. If it says has a list of remedies after antidote 2, it means that this particular remedy will antidote these other remedies that are listed. It is antidoted by the remedy I'm going to take will be antidoted by these other remedies. Compatible. This is a remedy that you can take intercurrently. It's compatible with other remedies and those other remedies that it's very compatible with that actually help complement each other will be listed there complementary okay compatible is they can be taken together they may or may not be compatible or complementary excuse me for all my confusion here complementary remedies these are remedies that enhance the action of this particular remedy is followed well by these are remedies that if they're listed these are remedies that actually really follow this other particular remedy really well and you're going to have duos like this. We have like glycopodium and carboveg. We have certain remedies that are followed well by. And then this, uh, then they'll have a list of remedies. Follows well. Sometimes nothing will be listed because there's nothing significant to mention when it comes to a particular remedy. Very often the cell salts are extremely compatible with just about everything. Nux vomica cancels quite a few things. So like when I'm doing the cleanup, the pharmaceutical cleanup, 
clean up. I always ask people to take the Nux Vomica first in the day because it actually cancels the arsenicum and the silica. And yet they complement the Nux. It's, it's kind of fun, but it took brilliant men quite a long time to get this all figured out. It's already been printed and documented for hundreds of years now, so we just go with it. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just follow what we know already works. So I hope that answers your question. She also asked me to mention mosquito bites. Do I have anything topical that can help to stop the itch? <laughs> Honestly, I, no. you know what? I really never thought about it that much. Um, I always just... A little bit of saliva my, from my, and a, a, some salt. If it's a severely itchy mosquito bite, I will just put a little, kind of lick the tip of my finger, wet down my skin, and pour a little salt on it. That'll take the sting right away, take the itch right away. For people who are extremely susceptible to mosquitoes, they say, and I don't know if this works, but it is listed that Staphysegria, low potency, and I'm talking like a 6X or a 30X, Staphysegria is an amazing remedy. You can take that prior to going outside and the mosquitoes won't like you as much. Don't know <laughs> if it really works. I have to say mosquitoes love me and I have tried that. I didn't think it worked that well, but uh, it might work. It really might. And also, there are certain people that mosquitoes don't like. And I actually have <laughs> three people in my family and we can be sitting out in the woods and the mosquitoes won't bother them. They can sit in shorts, and the mosquitoes don't even go near them. I don't know. I just don't know. Then there are those of us the mosquitoes absolutely adore. <laughs> like I said, if I just lick the tip of my finger, wipe it on my skin, and sprinkle a little salt, it'll pull the itch right out. As far as like ticks and other things, obviously the citronella is supposed to deter the bugs. Lemongrass is excellent for ticks. But remember, when you use citronella, you have to be careful because that will cancel homeopathy. Okay, that'll cancel homeopathic remedies because there's, there's a camphorated element to citronella. I do still use it in certain like wax candles, things like that. I do, I use it on my horses. I'm just really careful not to absorb it in my skin. You can maybe spray it on your clothes, but I don't want my skin to absorb it because if I have to use arnica, I want the arnica to work. So I'm kind of careful with my usage of citronella and things like that. All right. I am at the end of her letter, and I appreciate her being so interested in homeopathy and, and being thankful for these podcasts. I have to admit, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy all the emails that I get and the phone calls that I have to cut short because I just don't have time to talk anymore. But I do appreciate the emails. And anyone interested in giving me a good review for my Homeopathy for Mommies website. I'd appreciate that. I have a young lady who has kind of taken charge of my Homeopathy for Mommies website. And she is saying, Sue, we've got to get more information out there. You've got to do webinars. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, maybe she's right. I don't know. I'm trying to be helpful, and I'm trying to get this stuff out there. What I'm teaching you is the stuff that everyone should know. This is stuff that should have been handed down from generation to generation. And it's it's kind of sad that we had to get to the point where, we, where we're at in this medical world to say, hey, wait, none of this is working. We need to go back and learn more about the very basics of like cures like, that which we've known for 5,000 years. Let's just get back to the basics. And so I'm trying really hard. If you have suggestions, please send me an email like this young lady did because I, I want to be helpful. And... Like I said, this 
gal that's doing the website, she's just wonderful. She's from Virginia. She got my ebook up there now, and she said, Sue, all these, all your people that are emailing you, ask them to write a review. <laughs> so I'm asking you, if you're interested, please help me out and write a review so that others know what this podcast is all about. I mean, who wants to invest time if it's just going to be a waste? So if you really think it's helpful, please let's get the word out. And also she wants these webinars up there, and I don't know how that's going to go. But if you have some suggestions, please feel free to send them my way. Just email me at, I think, Homeopathy for Mommies. I don't know. <laughs> you can go to the website, homeopathyformommies.com, and see how to email me. I don't know what she's got up there for a email address. And like I say, let's all start helping each other. Help your neighbors. Give a remedy to your friend. Hey, you got a headache? Here, here's a remedy. I'll just get another one later. I'm just joking. Remember I told you never give your remedies away? Give them a pellet and a bottle of water and say, here, take this for your, your headache. Anyway, if we all start helping each other, we will become a healthier group of people. <laughs> all right. Till next time, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.